I have sinned against you, my Lord. And I would ask I really believe that your precious... if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. Think about that for a minute. He'd be in an airplane preaching the gospel all over the world. Televangelist Jesse Duplantis is hoping to take the word of Jesus to new heights with help from a $54 million private jet. There will come a payday, hallelujah, what a payday. There will come a payday someday, someday. There will come a payday, hallelujah, what a payday. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and back, I told you we'd make you a repeat offender. So back in 20, back uh, in the studio for 2024, you, sir, are Danny Burnham. What's uh, going on? Man, a lot, so much, apparently. That's- We're out here. Learjet riding, limousine. Flying. Is that Ric Flair? <laughs> it might be. Or Jesse DePlantis? It's either Ric Flair or a prosperity gospel preacher. <laughs> you and I, like, this is one of the things that we do. Of course, I have a group of friends that we always send videos and memes and uh, nonsense to to get us through our day, uh, get us through whatever's going on in the day. And uh, I have come across some true gems. The last time you're here, we talked about Christ, Christ, baby. Christ, Christ, baby. I yeah. almost opened the show up with Christ, Christ, baby. <laughs> but I thought that baby Billy's uh, payday would be more That's appropriate. Uh, more appropriate yeah. for this, this specific topic. Um, we have had uh, a plethora of videos that these giant mega churches do to get kids involved in church. Okay. First off, let me say this, because I don't want this to come off as me throwing off on church, because I am not doing that. Well, just for the record, I'm the pastor of a church. Yes. Right? So Thank you not, for, yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. not here to dog on Christianity. Not, not at all. That's yeah. not what we're doing at all. We don't want it. We don't want you to take this and go, okay, that's why I don't go to church. Because people like that keep me from going to church. You know what? I don't go to those church. I go to church, but I don't go to churches like that. Right. So, um, but what was the one that I sent you? It's this whole giant production. It was like Marvel Avengers. Um, it was Christmas, right? It was a Christmas thing? I, I, no, this was all like Spider-Man, Batman. Who, okay, so these are two giant wasteful productions. And you remember Iron Man died in the movie, Yeah. right? Okay, sorry if nobody Spoiler saw alert. that. Um, so they had Iron Man in a crucified yeah, position. Crucified Iron Man. After, I guess, Thanos, the devil, Satan, whatever. Snaps his fingers had, and crucifies it's him. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Snaps his fingers, crucifies Iron Man. Um, so I send that to you, and we both are like, or, or myself, I'll say, I'm like, somebody needs to be punched in the mouth. Well, there's no, there's no practical <laughs> application. Like, you, you just shouldn't, you can't, right? The, the, if you look at the Bible... There's some wild stuff in there. Yeah. Right? You Tell don't the have stories to, of the Bible. Yeah. That's J- hard to JL believe as it is. Killed a guy nailing his uh, tent peg through his temple. Yeah. You know, so you can get into stuff like that. You don't need to bring the Avengers no. into the into your worship service to get a point across. And then there's another one, not to be outdone, because DC had to have their run at yeah, it. Uh, yeah. There was a Batman one. It was Batman, Robin, Catwoman. Yeah. The Joker was yeah. the devil. Uh, I believe when Batman was being crucified, Robin started singing Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. It, yeah, yeah. I, I had to dial that one back. Yeah, I remember. It's <laughs> just insanity, man. So again, I'm like, somebody should be punched for this because you are, I, not, you are not bringing any validity to bringing kids. If you're using that kind of stuff to bring kids into the church. You're not teaching them about Jesus. You're no, teaching them about. <laughs> you're teaching them about Marvel and Captain America, and, and you're and completely confusing <laughs> them, right? What is going on? We're talking about Jesus being crucified, and and you hear that once, and then you see Iron Man nailed to the cross, <laughs> and you go, "Wait a minute, Daddy! I thought they killed Jesus." Wait, Christianity is way cooler than I thought, Dad. It's right, got yeah. Spider-Man's <laughs> in Spider-Man it. Spider-Man so. shows up and saves the day. Where was that part where Spider-Man saved everybody on the train in the Bible? Oh, man. No, it's not there. No, so, no. Um, we, and then I have like, uh, I've took heat over the years too because Prosperity Gospel is, uh, this is my opinion. You know, Danny's going to give his opinion on it. Uh, I share this opinion with a lot of different people too. I think the prosperity uh, gospel model, business model, is to get a 
flamboyant, not homosexual, but flamboyant, charismatic, yeah. good-looking, well-spoken. Yeah. It's if Jim Jones would have went the right in the other direction. Well, imagine then what the direction he went. Yeah, into. We talked about Ric Flair a minute ago. Yes. Imagine Ric Flair is the pastor of your church. Like yeah, that, that's what we're talking. I mean, about. Hulk Hogan just got baptized. Maybe there's good a thing coming. Him, yeah, good know? for him. I, I, was, I was fired up about yeah, that. So. Yeah, but uh, uh, when you look at it. Uh, they actually prey on these people, yeah, and drain them dry, yeah, yeah, all in the name of the Lord. God, what was the guy's name? There was a guy back in the. And if you ever heard of the farting preacher or seen those farting, you know, what I'm talking yes. about. I forget. I can't yes. remember his name right now. Um, it's it's not easy to say. The story on him, and I want to slander this guy if this is not 100 percent true. But the story was he would, you know, they're they're raising money for these starving. African kids. Yeah. Allegedly, he this happened. So he's he's got them sitting on his lap in the video, and he would like pinch them a little bit and make them cry. Yeah, you know, so the video would be more convincing. Yeah, and, yeah the kid ain't crying because he's starving you because you just know, you pinched just him pinched right on the back of, of his bicep. <laughs> it hurts real bad. So I would, as a grown man, I would cry. Yeah. If he pinched. No, it's a hundred percent predatory though. Uh, we take a look at. Um, Joel Osteen is one of the ones that I just rip on all the time. I, I can never get enough of of trashing that guy, <laughs> just because uh, I don't know. It's and I and it's and I don't want to come off sounding like a bad person, uh, but I know that what you do at your church mm-hmm. and how you do things at your church and the church that I go to and the things that are done there. Yeah. And my really good friend who I won't say his name cause he might kill me for, for bringing him up on this podcast, but we, <laughs> we echo the same, uh, same uh, sentiment when it comes to this. They're not doing that at, at those churches. Right. Um, he actually said something uh, at his service yesterday. I'll, I'll watch his service on Facebook uh, sometimes too. And uh, we were talking about, these churches getting these big groups together to go do mission work, which mm. is great. Yeah, he said. But if you're not telling people about Jesus right there where you live, you're not going to go to another country and do it. Right. Yeah. Like you, you know, you got to take care of what's going on in your house. Well, how much? How how many opportunities do you go past to get to an opportunity? You know what I mean? Like you got kids across the street from your church that don't have shoes. Exactly. But you want to fly to some third world country so you can get them all around you and take a picture. Yeah. You know, I'm the yeah. gringo here and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm taking pictures with these starving kids. And yeah. I got how good. I am. I'm, a, I'm in God's good graces and I got malaria. Right. Yeah. That proves it. Right. I'm, I'm a <laughs> or official dysentery. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of terrible disease. <laughs> so you can come back and talk about how you almost died. Yeah. Uh, putting a nail in a piece of wood. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, dude. It's just, that that really truly like was one of the main things. It was a hard. It was hard for me to tap into getting uh, getting involved with church yeah. because of those specific yeah. things. Uh, and I know that you know the old saying is you go to church for you. You don't let somebody else. You're not there for somebody. But man, sometimes it's just so blatant. You can't not look at it. Well, but what do people know about church? You know, if you turn on a TV on Sunday morning. And you flip around just a little bit, you'll run into Osteen or one of these guys. Yes. You know, and my brother bumped into Joel in uh, Houston at a red light. Was he the one that got took the the video with him and said, "You know, you're a giant piece of crap, right?" Oh no, no, no. no. So <laughs> he didn't say crap though. Drew's just in his rental car at the red light, right? And this Ferrari pulls up next to him. Stop it, man! He looks. It's one of those. It's a red uh, what four fifty? A Ferrari. A Ferrari. He looks over there and it's Smiley O'Reilly in the driver's seat. Oh. You know. And, he was just right around the corner from what's his church, Lakewood Church. A Ferrari, Ferrari, dude. a Ferrari. Now listen, listen. If your pastor has a job, kudos, and, and he makes money, kudos you know, to whatever that guy. But they found sixty grand in the bathroom wall of his church at one point. You know what I mean? A plumber goes in there to do some work and busts a little sheetrock. Sixty grand falls out like it was Tony Soprano's house or the gemstones yeah. hiding it up in the youth center. Yeah, right, right. So, same thing, same thing. Yeah, I know we talked about the gemstones too, and I and, and if you guys have not seen the Righteous Gemstones on HBO, uh, I think it's on Max now, HBO Max, whatever yeah. it's called now. What, I, one of them's taking money out of my checking account every month. <laughs> I don't know which one it is, but uh, that whole series is based off of. Off a of prosperity gospel, yeah, and it's a mockery of it because prosperity gospel is a mockery of Christianity. Well, it's not in my a gospel opinion. at all. You, you start adding things to the gospel or spicing it up, trying to make it more attractive, then it's no longer the gospel, right? It's something else, and you're wasting people's time and stealing their money. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to be anywhere where you can you can 
hook somebody up like Sting off a of WCW and let them, you know, descend down from the ceiling <laughs> with I, angel wings on. Man, but it, it's easy to laugh about that. But that is that's what people see. Yeah, and they like that's church. Mm-hmm. And anybody that takes themselves halfway seriously looks at that and goes, I don't, I don't want any part of that. Right. And that looks bad on all of us. It you does. know, the folks that are trying to do things right. And they go, well, I, you know, if that's what church is, I'm out. Yeah. And then, like, and I did, and I will say this, and I'll be, I'll be completely honest. They had, uh, I'm just right. I guess I, they found my hot button. If you want to, <laughs> it wasn't with Marvel Comics, yeah. but, uh, they, um, they did some sort of thing up in Tennessee this holiday season. Um, and it was like a Cirque du Soleil, mm-hmm. but it was the story of the Bible. But they had all these acrobats and theatrics and things like that. And like I, I'm like, man, I would really like to go see that because that looks. But you know, I wanted to go see it because it looked like Cirque du Soleil. Right. I didn't want to go see it because there was a. I mean, yeah. yeah. There, I mean, yeah. you're you're getting a. It's like getting a the ten piece nugget at McDonald's and you got two extra ones in there. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right, it's like yeah. it's a little. You got a brownie. It's a or, bonus. Or, yeah. But uh, but it, it's man, it's just it's. It's hard for me to even comprehend where we are right now in the world and in the shape that we're in and the way things are headed, the way things are going, that we allow these vultures, these buzzards, these parasites of people, predators even, um, to take advantage of people at their lowest points. You you can't buy your way into heaven, people. No, no, you can't. It clearly says it in the Bible. You can't buy your way up there. But that's the catch, though, right? You catch people at their lowest point. And when do people find religion? In jail. When when did Daryl Strawberry become a Christian, right? When he he couldn't sign another million-dollar contract to go buy drugs with it. Yeah, terrible stuff happens. Oh, I found Jesus. Turn my life around. Yeah. And for some folks, that's true. Yeah. Right? It takes that rock-bottom moment. Sure. But who shows up first, it seems, in those rock bottom moments is these guys that are like, hey. Ambulance chasers. Yeah. Like ambulance chasing lawyers. Scumbag lawyers and, and, and <laughs> prosperity, prosperity preachers. Yeah. Every time, <laughs> without fail. But so you show up to this person and you're in their, you know, they're in their darkest time and you come to them and you say, look, you don't really have to change anything about your life. Yeah. Just make a donation to the church. <laughs> I will tell you this, and this is a story. You can look this up. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what state it happened in. So this lady, uh, she was a single mother. She was, I think she was actually taking care of two kids, and she had a parent that was um, handicapped. She won the lottery. Yeah. Okay. Won the lottery. You know what I'm saying? You know I'll, I'll see where this is going, yeah. And she donated money to the church. Okay. Yeah. Paid, paid what she felt like was, well, the pastor didn't feel like it was enough money. Uh, and tried to sue this woman in the court of law to get her to to pay to give them more money for the church because that's what God laid on his heart to do. God did not lay that on his heart. God will lay you, you on some train tracks hey, and let the train run you over <laughs> for having some stupid thoughts like that. Uh, but um but it's just that's kind of what we're dealing with. That's uh, so the, scummy. It is. And here's a couple of more and like we talked about the whole airplane incident, um, and then uh, there was a there's a, a little excerpt I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, had Jesse Duplantis was the one that was trying to get the congregation to give him fifty four million dollars or to donate so he could buy fifty four right. million dollar private jet because he didn't want to travel with demons anymore. Yeah, he didn't demons wanna, being demon, you, and you and me, me and right? you, yeah, and us, coach, yeah, because we're famous now. Yeah, right, right, and. Uh, we don't want people talking to us. I mean, so I'm going to play this. And who's the gentleman with, that's uh, Kenneth Copeland? Kenneth Copeland, who yeah. is a ding bat to the the nth degree. So uh, y'all, you guys listen to this, and we're going we'll chime in on it after that. I hope this is the right button. I know it's the right button because it's got a delay. <laughs> so hang on, get a bit. But first, before I read the scripture, Amos chapter six, Brother Copeland, I was flying home from a meeting. And I had come out of a glorious meeting. I had just finished, me and Cruffalo Dollar were preaching. Had a glorious meeting. So I was, for lack of a better way to say it, I was spiritually high. I said, people yeah. were saved, yeah. touched, and blessed. Got in the plane that God so graciously gave us. And we're flying home. As I was going home, the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, I thought that's an odd statement. He gave, I said, well, certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? And I thought, well, yes, Lord. He said, then he said this, 
So that's it. I didn't know how to handle that for me. I went, what? He said, you're going to let your faith stagnate? Now, when he said that, that shocked me. I went, whoa, wait. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my plane. I stood up. My pilots looked around and said, do you need something? I said, no, no, I'm talking to God right now. And he went back to flying. I said, Lord, I don't think I was letting my faith stagnate. He said, so this is all I could ever do. I said, you want, you, you're trying to tell me something. He said, go to the book of Amos. So if you had the book of Amos, I want to read may, the scripture. May I interrupt right you there yes, for sir. a second? Mm -hmm. You couldn't have done that on an airliner. No, sir. No way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay. No. Yeah. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do you that. You can't do that. No, no. That, this, this is so important. And those of you that are, that are just now coming into these things, um, in, in the first place, Jesse and, 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 and I and, and others, Keith Moore and Creflo and all of us, they, the world is in such a shape. We can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. I would have to stop. I'm being very conservative. At least 75 to 80, more like 90% of what we're doing, because you can't get there and from here. It's impossible. So we, we ha and, and this was such a good illustration. I just, mm -hmm. the, the Lord impressed me. That's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. Glory we to can, God. We, it's true. We, it, it's, when I was flying for Oral Roberts, the uh, brother Deweese, my, my mm -hmm. boss on the airplane, he said, now, Kenneth, this is sanctuary. It protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, Brother Roberts. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm -hmm. there then, man, mm -hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit, sure. people coming up to him. He right. had become famous and they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You, you, can't, you, you can't manage that today. Right. The, so what I got out of that was, if you're not on a G6, <laughs> God ain't listening to you. There's so many levels there to unpack you, about what they said. Go ahead, so, please. Please break this down for me. So I, I just pulled up Amos 6 on my phone because nobody has Amos 6 memorized. Um, and it talks about, the, it starts with saying, woe unto those who are at ease in Zion. Right? So who's more at ease in Zion than the guy on the private jet with a billion dollars in the bank. Um, and he's got to be, he's going to lose his anointing if he doesn't fly on this plane, right? So if your anointing <laughs> is dependent on that private jet, you don't have an anointing. God don't talk to the sorry people. Well, and he only wants to talk to the billionaires on jet. Right. That, that's the next part of it. Like this dude is so <laughs> flippant with the voice of God, right? We think about what the voice of God is and, you know, that his voice is what, brought the universe into existence and he's just shooting the bull with Jesse on his private jet. Yeah. You know, like, come on, man, man, Jesse, look how we duped all them people out of all, all right, that money. We got all this money Woo! because you used my name and told Good them, job. you know, he is not proud of you. He's well, not and, proud of it. And it's so. not like Jesse ain't on his plane to go fill sandbags because there was a mudslide in Uganda. You know what I mean? Like, he's not recovering bodies from a Haiti he's earthquake. He's not, he ain't doing it, man. He's, he's showing up and he's taking a couple pictures and he's getting the heck out of there. So yeah, that that one on multiple levels just it's I don't know. it's clownish behavior, and then I can't help but think that there's like X number of little old men and women who are at home and they're alone, their family don't see them anymore, they're barely getting enough money to buy their medication, yeah, to stay yeah. alive, much less groceries. Yeah. Okay, they're on some subsidized housing, they're living in a bad area. Um, they, they probably have their, uh, church, local church paying their power bill for them because right. they can't afford it. And, but you know what? They've gave that routing and account number to yeah. Jesse DePlanis Jesse's and his group, it. and he's uh -huh. getting his draw off of it every, it is the grossest thing that I, I, I can't even imagine, um, like I'm one for chaos. Like chaos doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Chaos and uh like tragic events and things like that. Like I unfortunately that I'm drawn to that stuff like a moth to a flame. I don't want to be anywhere near those guys when they have to answer for what they have to answer for. Man. Well, I don't know that they don't consider that or they just don't care. 
I think they're so, I think they have a God complex. Oh, 100%. They have so much money. Yeah. Nobody tells them no. Yeah. People look at me for salvation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's all about, what do we say? I think the last time you hear one of my favorite things that I say is it's not about the man giving the message. It's about the message the man is giving. Yeah. These yeah. guys are all about the man giving the message, you know? Right. Well, and there's we, video. we have a lot of that going on uh, in our surrounding counties. Absolutely. Right here in our own. I mean, um, there's a couple of churches on this road. But, uh, <laughs> they, uh, I don't, there's another video of Jesse, and he's talking about his house. He got the biggest house in the state of Louisiana. Yeah. Why? You know, I, Why, dude? Well, because he's not bragging, right? He no. goes on to say this. The I'm Lord wanted me to have this. God wanted me to have it. One of my favorite ones of him is when he's talking about uh, how a, a white pastor will talk to you mm-hmm. uh, and and read the message, and then he said, "And this is how how the brothers do it." And he starts talking, and it's just racist, dude. Like, it's it the most racist, racist thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> and people's like, "Yeah, yeah." People just in man, but they you get to that level, and you got that kind of following that can support this billion dollar lifestyle. He say whatever he wants. They have the same. It's this is going to sound maybe goofy at first, but then it, you let marinate on it a minute. All right, these guys have the same capability and the same way they use their words and their tongues as an Adolf Hitler did. Yeah, as a Jim Jones did. Yeah, as any Looney Tune turban wearing uh, let's kill all Americans people did. Yeah. These charismatic leaders. They are just using it for something different. Yeah. But they have that same power, same control over such a large group of people that are completely brainwashed on what reality is. When we talk about salvation, right, and these people think about what's going to happen to me after I die. Well, and this pastor comes along and says, well, I can take care of that for you. You just write us this check, send us this little bit, whatever (laughs) it is. Every month we'll take care, you know, and then when we get there, it'll be all taken care of. Because this God complex they have, right? I can take care of that yeah, for you. I talk directly to God. Right, yeah. On while I'm on my airplane, right? I'm so closer to him when I'm thirty thousand feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got God on speed dial. Oh man. But uh I don't see an end to it. I mean it's been happening since the since the dawn of time. Well you know? yeah, and I mean you see Jesus in even in biblical times and people come to him, these religious leaders, and they're threatened by him because he says he's gonna be a king. And they're worried about giving up their position. They're dipping up. They're know? dipping out of their pocketbooks yeah, and right? giving up their uh, power. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jesus is riding on a donkey, and he says, "You know, the, I don't have a place to lay my head at night." That's because there wasn't G six jets back oh, then. Well, he obviously would have had one. Was he getting? I'm going to ruin part of the, the, the one of these bits if I <laughs> if <laughs> he, I get into it. He would be driving around in a red Ferrari Testarossa. Absolutely. The, the he would be. He would be ripping through the deserts of Egypt. Oh man. Now, the guy was homeless. It's like, we want to follow you, yeah. Jesus, but you're well, driving a Ferrari and we can't keep can't up. Can't keep up. Yeah. Well, that's this the donkey problem, only runs so fast. We want to follow him. I'm using air quotes for those of you that can't mm-hmm. see me. We want to follow him. We just don't want to do the work that that's involved there. You know, another thing my, my friend had spoke about in his sermon yesterday was, um, we, one of the things that we want to, start praying for is being more holy, like holy in, in the word, holy in God. Yeah. But people won't pray that because it's hard. It's difficult yeah. because when you pray for that and you get that, then, then it's not like a big ray of sunshine in a field full of flowers. It right. It's not a summer's Eve commercial. No, it's not. It's it not is literally, <laughs> it is. Things get hard. Yeah. It gets tough because everything that you, that you focus on and you work towards and you think is important you start stripping that stuff away from you because yeah. those are the things that are binding you in your life yeah. and, and keeping you from seeking what you're supposed to be seeking. Yeah. Well, you look at the example of Jesus, right? And he was homeless and he walked most everywhere he went. One of the last trips he ever took, he rode a donkey. They went and got a donkey for him. Um, what was his example? What did he do? Well, he loved everybody, right? And he said all these nice things and then they murdered him. Yeah. You know, so was he prospering as they nailed him to the cross? I would, you know? <laughs> I would say no, <laughs> right? Not, not as far as, far as not as financially, yeah. But hey, he was reaping the ultimate reward. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were, we were, yeah. While he was, yeah. Which Dude. is that's prosperity. When the Bible talks about prospering, that's what it is. Yeah. You know they they cut Paul's head off. They hit Stephen with rocks until he died. Like those guys weren't prospering as far no. as this life goes. And he told them. Yeah. He told them. He's like. 
terrible things are going to happen to yeah, you probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed it. But we don't, we, we want to avoid that. So if we can just give a few bucks to the church. Pay our. <laughs> pastor flies around in his Learjet, you know, like whatever. I don't want to hear nothing out of you. I seen that new suit you got on. Man, I'm telling you. How I'm many suits you. have I bought pastor so-and-so this year? Man, I, you know, and I think a lot of times, I was talking to Chris Pyle about this the other day. There are a lot of times I stop and think, you know, man, it'd be easier to do it that way. Like I'm, I'm up in front of my church and I'm preaching in Goodwill shoes, you know, Dude. <laughs> like, and it would just be so much easier to go, Hey, you know what? We're trying to be, you know, religious here and do the right things. But if y'all just slip me a check, I'll take care of that. I'll talk to God. I got it covered. We'll all be good. And we'll all be riding around on this Learjet. I I've, promise I'll let you ride. I've with got me. his personal cell yeah, phone number. He's on speed. He's in my speed favorites. Dial, on my- <laughs> yeah. I got it starred and hearted everything I do. Yeah. So. Um, let's get into, and in another, there was another part in the, I, I tell you what, I'll just play it first and then, uh, we'll go from there. This is the, this is the infamous, uh, Jim Baker who went to jail for robbing all these people blind all these years. He's, he's out of jail now. He has another television ministry. It's different this time. Rob. And he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he found a different way to hide his money, right, but right. he is doing the same trash that he did uh he, he, this man didn't learn a lesson oh. and and it just goes to show how many people he's brainwashed over the years because we're sitting in here doing a podcast about it and we go work our jobs yeah jim baker's they're selling thousand dollar miracle blankets uh miracle blankets or water tonic the keeps COVID you from water. getting covid covid <laughs> water son well uh this is a new venture that jim baker's in on now so let's take a listen to this one dear god okay the soup comes in six gallons of this. It weighs almost 50 pounds. I know you don't want to hear this, but I want to tell you, you're going to dream Jim Baker on TV telling you, get ready. And you say, oh, my God, why didn't I go on? Why didn't I order something? I'm going to eat some more of this if you're not careful. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, good. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you didn't have lunch, right? <clears throat> wow. Wow is right, because Jim was about to throw up on the stage. So if you watch this video, he's selling these doomsday packages, and I've got another excerpt of this thing that I'm going to play just to show you how ridiculous this guy is. These are six-gallon buckets. What do you say? They weighed 50 pounds? 50 pounds, Something I like think, that. And yeah. 50-gallon buckets of potato soup. That's with, it. Right. Which it's- looks like if you watch some sort of medieval movie and they were out in the battlefields and all they had was gruel, whatever gruel is, that's what's in these buckets. And it, it looks like I was just saying, it looks like mixed up concrete. That's exactly. I'm watching the video. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what it looks like. And while he's eating this, he's literally looking like he's about to throw up on the he's stage. He's gagging. He he's coughs like, a couple oh, times. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then the and then the moron in the back, you hear her go, "Wow, she's selling it, man. Everybody's yeah. got to be in." I on mean, it. when she said that, I was like, "I need at least seven or eight buckets." Yeah, of that, so. yeah. Well, you got to surround yourself immediately with people who will affirm whatever it is you're doing, right? Because if if I hear you say it, that's cool. But if I hear you and the guy next to you go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. And then three, it's four more people. Affirmation. All right, so I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. in. Totally in. You've all convinced me. Yeah, and then we'll get into this next ex- ex- excerpt. I know I probably don't say it right. Um, these doomsday meals, plant, these big, these bug out meals. Yeah. There ain't no way this stuff stays like good because it wasn't good when it was new no he's eating it now and he's like it's good for 25 years you know probably not i'll be dead and rich before then before y'all find out it's not any good but uh here's another one this is this one's great right here and and is jim baker can we say he might be a little racist y'all make the call food is so good it passes the official mexican test this is Mexican food that real-life Mexicans approve of. You know, this is not gringo food. This is good, <laughs> good food, and it is, it is unbelievable. Yeah. One of the things we've done around here, we stick them under coffee tables mm-hmm. and end tables. You just stack them up and then put a cloth over them yeah. or, or get a, a piece of, a, you know, cardboard or, or a, a piece of plywood, mm-hmm. and you make a top. 
and then you just stack this food. You can have your whole living room with end tables and coffee tables made out of food buckets. Just do it. Yeah. This power goes out, and there's no trucks running, and the EMP bomb or whatever they're talking about for these last day events. This two-gallon bucket mm-hmm. of packs of coffee, yes. you could trade them for whatsoever you want. That's it. You could probably get a new car. The, the Bible says they're going to eat their arms. The Bible says they're going to eat their babies. Then it says they're going to eat their children. That's what people do when they get hungry. <laughs> we have the plan, you know. But the bartering, uh, like the food that we send out, those packets of yeah. food are going to be more valuable than gold. First off, I've been hungry a lot of times in my life, Danny Burnham. <laughs> I ain't never want to eat somebody's baby. I never thought about eating anybody's kids. Or my own arm, for that matter. Right, especially, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if I'm starving, like, and I have no money, I'm probably going to go dig in the dumpster, or there's, I'm going to go catch a fish. You know, there's some squirrels out here we can hit with a, I got a slingshot, you know, whatever. Yeah, we're going to eat our kids because we're so hungry. Yeah, well, I like the way he said, uh, they eat babies. Yeah, and their babies, and they eat their kids, and but their babies and their kids. What is yeah. what is your baby, Jim? Um, Where do we draw a line there? All, all I know is I'm definitely gonna go for that Mexican packet. So he said that, <laughs> and the first thing I, I visualized his Mexican test, right? Like he's got a bunch a bunch of Mexicans locked in his basement that he's like, hey, y'all try this, yeah, and let me know if it's not gringo food. I told you it's too much cilantro. Nobody's gonna buy yeah, this. Dial it, it back. tastes like soap. Uh, but they're probably the same Mexicans that he's like, hey, y'all get all these buckets and stack them up. We'll build a fortress out of them. You know? like, he's got an army of poor Mexican guys in his basement. Poor people from Guatemala. Yeah. He's like, don't bring that Lady Guadalupe stuff oh, in here. Man. Yeah, We're somebody, worshiping the Lord. One of them decides they don't like it, and he's, he fires them. Yeah. Get rid of that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deport the them. Send them on yeah. back. So, well, you don't get deported these days. You get free health care. Right. You get whatever you want. <laughs> don't even get me, don't get the, me started. The coffee was great, though, too, right? It's more valuable than gold. In the apocalypse, you can trade it for a new car. <laughs> that what you are we can't, talking about? That you can't buy gas for, probably. I'm sure Elon Musk will still be cranking out new cars during the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm absolutely certain there's going to be abundance of gasoline for I'm sure it'll just be piled up everywhere. We'll just go find that lot full of uh, Ford trucks that they can't sell because nobody wants to buy energy efficient Fords anymore. Right, just get one of those. Yeah, I mean, plug it in because there'll be abundant electricity too. Just pee in the gas tank. (laughs) We're going green, baby. Going yellow to go green. Uh, So just the absurdities. Yeah, you know when our coffee is going to be like you can trade it. It's it, it's uh, our coffee is this uh, ain't Little House on the Prairie it's currency. I <laughs> Look, I watched enough Little House on the Prairie growing up till I could survive. You can make it. Yeah. I feel like we're from the last generation that could just tough it out. I know, you know? if I get on the stagecoach with uh with anybody of any anethicity, mm-hmm. uh they're going to die when yeah, if, if we it. get robbed or it crashes. <laughs> they're not going to make it. So. Um, this thing can go in so many different directions. The main direction we wanted to go in was just, for me, is just to talk about how repugnant and repulsive and disgusting uh, that this is. And this is all tax-free money these guys are making. Oh, that's the tough part. Tax-free right? money. Yeah. So let's talk about how church tax structure works. Because there's so many people that look at something like this and go, well, the churches need to be taxed. Well, okay. So what happens is, your paycheck gets taxed before you ever get yep. it. And then what's left from that, you give us a little bit of that because, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Nobody likes preachers stand up and talk about money, but we got to pay the light bill. You got to keep the place open. You know, you, like you don't want to take a dump in a bucket. Right, yeah. <laughs> After and eat it, some of Jim Baker's Mexican food. And I say that, guys. Let me, let me qualify my statements on this. We have church in a 1,300-square-foot building. I say a building. Rob, you've been there. It's a room. It's, right. It's a building. It's a room in a building, but it's, you know, we're as meager <laughs> as fair. you can get, right? That's so fair. I feel like I've got a little bit of a leg to stand on here when I criticize these guys. But so we get this money that's that's left over out of your paycheck and that you're like, well, I got to, you know, make sure your kids eat, right? Don't give money to the church and your kids don't eat. Right. Give money to the church by all means cuz like I said there's stuff, you know, and there's stuff the church is supposed to be doing. Or if you don't give money to the church, your kids ain't ever going to eat. Well, that's it. Maybe that's it too. Yeah. <laughs> but so that that's why churches aren't taxed because it's money that's already been taxed. But then you look at 
some of these organizations, and this, this is a whole, they're hiding money. Yes. You know, you can weaponize your tax exempt status and, it, but that's not, let's, let's qualify that too. That's not limited to churches. The national football league is a nonprofit entity. Get out okay. of here. No, right. Dude, okay. So now we're talking about billions of dollars that we tune in for religiously every yeah. Sunday. So, you know, it's not just the church that's out there. Sure. Well, segments of the church, the church air quotes again, that are ripping people off and weaponizing that status. You know, the NFL is the same way. There's a lot of organizations that are nonprofit, you know, so there's yeah. that. But so let's not just scream tax the church the first time we see something we don't want. Please, by all means, we're struggling. You know, Dude, definitely The folks tax, who are trying to do it right. Why can you not tax the NFL or UNICEF or, you know, some of the, like the Red Cross, you know, your donations, the Red Cross, they use about 10% of it to help people. You know, the rest I, of it goes to CEO bonuses and, yeah. you know, executive salaries. Yeah. And, you know why we still have homelessness in the United States? Because we want it that way, right? You know why? Because there's somewhere somebody that is paid to fix the problem. Yeah. A six figure yeah. income. Yeah. Why would he want to fix it? Well, if he fixes it, he's, he's got to find he, a job. He's got to find a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, sure. We're working on it. We're getting them free needles oh. and fentanyl. No I spray. Saw you know, it, it's, since I became a pastor, I've, it's been almost three years now since I became a pastor. And I've always thought, well, you know, it'd be cool to only be a pastor. Like, I've still got a day job. And uh, I heard a pastor talking about that the other day. Let your pastor get a job. Like, he don't need all this other stuff. And I thought, well, you know, he ain't wrong. There was nothing I could say that, you know, against what it was that sure. he said. So, yeah, so get a job. Do something, you know, make yeah. some money. Uh, if your church is in a place where you can support a pastor, that's fantastic. As long as you're also taking care of the orphans and the widows in your neighborhood, which right. is what you know, the Bible specifically commands. Uh, that's how religion is defined. You take care of the orphans and the widows. So do those things. And if you can pay a pastor, that's great. Um, but yeah, let's, let's don't just start hollering and tax the church as soon as, <laughs> as, yeah. soon as you see Osteen ride up in his Ferrari. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many, uh, I wonder how many, uh, classic cars, uh, Roger Goodell has. Oh, all of them. I he's mean, got yeah, all the he's classic got all cars. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> in different colors. So yeah, one for every day of the week. Well, let's talk about money. Uh, when we talk about, when we talk about what kind of money, people are like, what kind of money are we talking about when these people are making? Uh, this is just roughly what I got off of Reddit. Uh, this will just kind of give you an idea of what these uh, prosperity gospel pastors, uh, some of them, handful of them, the big ones, um, the big six. There's probably there's probably more. There's probably smarter ones out there that are able to hide it where you can't find it. Yeah, well, I mean, what's think, Jim Baker's doing now? You think about a Jim Baker or Creflo Dollar, one of these guys that has a worldwide TV audience and and all this good stuff. But you think about yeah, there's churches in Atlanta that the pastor's not on TV. And he's not so brazen about, you know, being on YouTube with, look at my he's private smart. jet, you he's know. smart. But yeah. he's still a millionaire. Sure, sure. He's being smart about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just flying under, the, flying under the radar. That's a good one. Just remember when I say this, when I when I read these numbers out, uh, you, it specifically says in the Bible, you cannot buy your way into heaven. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not on those, maybe <laughs> not those exact words. Yeah. And, uh. You can't take it with you when you're gone. Oh, man. You yeah. cannot take it with you when you're gone. Yeah. But if they could, this is how much they'd be taking. We got Joel Osteen, which is my favorite cockroach uh, predator pastor. $100 million is what's reported annually. Oh, no, wait. Million. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is net worth. Still. Net worth. But it's, <laughs> it's still. It's $100 million. $100 million bucks. How many taxes? How much taxes is he paying on that? Uh, 0%. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> wait, I have a button for that. Let me see if I, good Lord, please let me have the same button. You got a 0% button? Nope. A uh, hundred, hundred million for Joel Osteen. Jesse DePlantis. <laughs> his plane might've cost 54 million, but his net worth is only 20 million. Poor Jesse. Kenneth Copeland, the one who said it. <gasps> I'll breathe the cold out of you. Uh, no, you just gave everybody in the front row COVID because you right, breathed on him, you moron. You idiot. <laughs> this guy. Wait, you know what? I'm going to save him for last. Um, He's the big hitter, right? Yeah, yeah. So Jim Baker, who was making what? A million a week? Was him, that what him and Tammy, Tammy Faye, Faye before in, he went to jail that time? In the 80s. In the 80s. In the a million 80s, week. they're bringing and, and a million When we did the Jim and Tammy uh, podcast, uh, Arlo had the uh, conversion from that money to now. I don't mm. know what that is, but y'all. 
it's probably four or five times that much it's now. It's stupid how much more money how much money it is in Well, that's just money. in donations. That's not you know that's before their their doomsday buckets and their magic blankets and their holy yeah, water. Yeah, know. yeah, they're dude. It's insane. All right, so now Jim Baker's actually showing that he gets a salary. And it can range anywhere. This is how we know he's figured out he's got a good numbers guy, mm-hmm. a good guy cooking the books for yeah, him. Yeah. He's only showing that he's making 500000 to maybe $2 million annually. That's a pretty big discrepancy. From a guy who went to prison for defrauding people. Yeah. See, so a $1.5 million discrepancy tells me that that's probably not even close. It's not even close. He's probably worth $10 million or more. He sold a lot of that potato soup. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. you he has. Uh, folks. I don't know they, they didn't eat it. it. They didn't eat it, but they, but they bought needed it. new furniture. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Build a clubhouse out of it. <laughs> it's. I, I had to laugh because it's just so dang. Uh, it's absurd. It's absurd. Um, let's go ahead with T.D. Jakes. Uh, man, he's on a hot seat right now. Apparently, there's a lot of things coming about him being linked up with P. Diddy. P. Diddy's going to. I'm telling you. We're going to dig more into his situation. Uh, he is going to go down in a blaze of glory, and I feel like he's one of these guys that he will quickly turn on other people to lighten his load. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm so sure. anybody and everybody that's had any dealings with Sean Combs over the years, uh, Jay-Z being one. Go ahead uh, and put your hand out. Man, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> Somebody better get the plea deal first is all I'm yeah, saying. So, yeah. uh, T.D. Jakes looking at about a cool 35 35- – Thirty-five million. Thirty-five million. net worth. That's just what was reported. Thirty-five million. You can probably double that from what it's actually yeah, what no, it is. I'm sure. Uh, let's go to the two big heavy hitters. Uh, Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson, the founder of Seven Hundred Club. Was he the founder? Yeah, I think so. I think he was. So if you ever saw him on TV, he talked like this, and he just would tell you that you're an abomination and you're going to go to hell. He said that a whole lot. Well, Pat always got me with was the he'd always be talking about some Nicaraguan guerrilla fighters and and that was the sign <laughs> that, that was the world the, was going to end in this the 80s, week. Dude, are yeah, you talking yeah. about this in two thousand? Well, he's passed away now. Uh, rest in peace. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> no, I feel like Pat probably should have took some sunscreen with him. Maybe so. Uh, Pat Robertson, one hundred million dollars. One hundred million dollars. He died with a hundred million dollar net worth. Okay. So, but but they sit on here's here's my thing, right? And this is what bothers me. They they sit on TV, and like the seven hundred club, their number one job in the whole wide world was to raise money to give away. Yep. They didn't get it. This cat sitting on a hundred million bucks. Yeah. Now I don't know how many books Pat Robertson wrote. Um. I, I don't have a problem with the guy charging a fee to come speak because you've got either. expenses involved. Sure. But like, sure, you're actually doing something. Right, but there's a limit to like you know where we're getting compensated for our time and, yeah. and effort and we're just raking in cash. You know, there's a line somewhere. Yeah. You can buy Pat Robertson's farts in a jar. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know. <laughs> you can flesh your home with... <laughs> We just lost all credibility on this one. We just jumped the shark. (laughs) All right. And last but not least, Kenneth Copeland, y'all, $760 million, which is even reported to be over a billion. Yeah. No, I've heard over a billion from multiple sources. And again, how much that money's taxed? None of it. Not a None freaking red cent, man. But I mean, it, I don't know. People that don't get, don't let me sell my GI Joes on eBay and not turn in my. I know the IRS is hitting you up on Cash App trying to <laughs> trying to get their slice of the pie. Oh my gosh, man! Where are we at? What so are we doing? You got to start a church, Rob, and then sell all your stuff and donate it to the church, and then you can just launder it out. Let's call it what it is. It's, it's money, money laundering, and it's finest. <laughs> they have weaponized their tax exempt status. I can't do it, man. Like I, like I literally, I'm one of those kids that grew up. That if I thought about doing something wrong, it, I got in trouble. Yeah. Like if I thought about it. Yeah. Didn't even yeah. have to do it. And uh, I I don't know. I was I was raised better for one uh, to treat people treat people fair and be good to people. And I could never could never never trade out what my values are and my integrity is 
for any amount of money. Well, you know, and there are probably a and lot of people. And that's why I shut down my OnlyFans account. Right. That's a good idea. <laughs> now, there are probably a lot of people that, that say that, though. And I'm sure that on some level, some of these pastors have said that. Well, I won't ever sell out. But I think there's only a certain amount of time that you can be around that much money and other people, especially yeah. who have that much money. You create this atmosphere where, like you said, you get this God complex. They want to continue to be relevant. Right. They're and, addicted to the fame. And you lose touch to with, the money. You lose touch with reality sure. at, at some point where you, you never hear no. You've got everything you want. And if you don't have it, you just snap your fingers and somebody uses your card to buy it for you. Yeah. Like you ain't even got to go get it yourself. You know, you just send one of your people, one of your team of Mexicans that you got out back to test your yeah. food. You know, Put them yeah. buckets down and go running. Yeah, yeah. Go, go outside and wax the Ferrari. But it's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> And we laugh about this stuff. And it's uh, easy to look at all these guys and poke at them and laugh at them. But like, and how many of those people? Now, honest to God, I'm being dead serious. Like how many people are working for the church that are you're you're doing the Lord's work and you expect compensation for that? <sighs> yeah, I mean, on there's that, a lot on that level. Yeah, that global level yeah. of what they do. I wonder how many people are working for the Lord. Uh, without getting compensated. Oh man, me. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm talking about when, in, yeah. in these big churches and these, yeah. these no. big giant conglomerate. Man, thing. they got I don't know their churches that have payrolls that have dozens of people on staff. It's like we need a youth pastor for eighty thousand a year. I applied. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Why I'm, not? I'm like, why not? Yeah, hey, you can be Jesse Gemstone too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be Kelvin. No, don't Kel- be Kelvin. Kelvin's kissing dudes. No, it didn't I'm, turn out right. No, he did not. Uh, bless his heart. But uh, <laughs> he didn't have much of a chance. No, he didn't. He did. he was the youngest. And that so I wonder Judy didn't drown him in a bathtub. Oh man, this is a small child. So. <laughs> um, folks, just just know that again. I want to say this again. I'm not crapping on church. I don't want no, somebody to take no. this the wrong way and say, "Oh, you're using this and turning people against Christianity." No, I'm. I'm. I'm hopefully. Waking some folks up, yeah. Uh, yeah. To to That's we, the idea. we're trying to bring some attention and, and awareness to uh, what's what what ain't what ain't supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. No, it's we we look. There's one verse in the Bible that says uh, it's in Psalm 37. It says, "Delight in the Lord, and He'll give you the, the desires of your heart." And that's what all these guys use, and they. They throw that out there, and if you go, well, you just delight in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, your like heart's got to be in the right if place. If you keep reading, it says that the desires of your heart will basically be what God wants for you, and yeah. not so much, you know, what you want for jet. yourself. Right, yeah. yeah. I, heard, I, heard that, that I heard that the other day, too, that people will read a scripture, mm-hmm. and then they take from the scripture what they will, but right. they don't continue reading below or above that scripture. Well, that's what the Bible wasn't written in chapters with the exception of, of Psalms and probably Proverbs. It wasn't written in chapters and verses. It yeah. was just written in big chunks, whatever. Um, so the way we see it now is in these chapters and verses. And I always encourage people to read 20 verses before and 20 verses after. Yeah. So now you got 41 verses that you can draw some context from because um, that's how it was written anyway. Yeah. But that's how you get around silly stuff like this and mm-hmm. you go oh well that's not what it really said yeah or not what it meant at yeah. least you're not supposed to interpret god's word no uh, the way you want it interpreted well it's easy to do that if you can take i can take six words and make it say what i want mm-hmm. right but if i read the you know four pages after it yeah you know, okay it well, kind of brings it all back around uh, right so. yeah that means something different yeah danny what do you guys got going on right now what are you working on with your projects man so yesterday we went uh we're we're doing a thing called Burnham Project. We do all kinds of, I've got a podcast and then we're doing a bunch of multimedia stuff. Yesterday we went with PJ Broom to the Buckhead Fight Club where he did a sumo class with, uh, what's their group called? Georgia Sumo Club. Okay. Uh, If you know PJ, you know he weighs 150 pounds. (laughs) Soaking wet. And it was fantastic. It was everything you thought it would be. Um, but that's part of an ongoing thing. It's going to take us probably a year to get it filmed. Mm-hmm. He's going to do 10 different grappling arts. PJ's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. That's so freaking awesome. Just, he ain't just Johnny Knoxville out there. No, PJ's a great guy, too. Yeah. Great guy. But we're going to put all these things together. We've already done folk-style wrestling, which is like high school wrestling. And then we're doing – we did sumo yesterday. He's got a judo event in February. We're going to stick all this stuff together and make like a feature uh, documentary film out of it. Um, we'll do our Georgia Peach ride again this year. Of course, the podcast is an ongoing thing. 
We're, we hit a little bit of a roadblock, though, because Tango, my producer, fell off of his one wheel the other day and jacked his knee up. No, no. So he is immobile at the moment. Oh, so no. So let's see how that goes. But uh, Maybe we can get together on that, and I can help you guys when I can. Uh, yeah, Do some sure. filming, because I, uh, cause at some point, my project that, I, that I've been – like really wanting to work on, uh, I've got to, I've got a lot of stuff re- written down and, uh, I just got to start putting it into play. So you gotta I, pull the trigger at some point. I'm right? trying to, uh, make myself more, uh, ap- appealing yeah. <laughs> to the eye <laughs> on camera. Right. Right. So that's why I'm like, uh, new year, new me. Let's work out. Let's that's get healthy. Part, let's right? eat better. You put yourself on camera and it adds 60 pounds. Yeah. You, boy, you yeah. see my polar plunge videos. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. It's like, when's the baby due? That's why I don't do them, Rob. That's no, it. and that, that holds me accountable. Like, I look yeah. at myself and I get disgusted. And right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fix this. So. Yeah. But I think uh, I think the things you got going on is is, is pretty dang awesome, man. I, I enjoy watching it, uh, the things that you guys are working on. And just one thing uh, I would suggest to PJ, uh, if he plans on going to a Krav school, mm. be careful with that because yeah. they they if you go to a Krav Maga school, from what I know and what I've seen and researched, you be, you get beat up. Yeah. Like it's real. Like you, you get, don't want to be you, the trial class. You get guy. for real beat up. Yeah. Like it's not like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't yeah. know you were going to punch me in my face, uh, holding, holding something that looks like a knife. <laughs> right. I had no idea that was going to happen. Well, so, but I'm good. sure there's some great schools out there that, that would love to have you guys. There in. might be a good crop school out there somewhere. And I'm not, a I wish we were close. Oh, I love it, man. God is so violent. I mean, how do you teach violence? Well, uh, the gingerly. Problem with, problem with Krav is you can't really practice it. Like how many no, times you, can me you and literally you, beat the piss out of yeah, each other? Yeah, how many is times can me and you poke each other in the eye? No, you know? no, no. <laughs> All right, I, you, you can attempt to rip my testicles off one more time. All right, yeah, but uh, All that's right, it. Try it again. That's it. No more. <laughs> one more shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I really do appreciate you getting in here, and yeah, man, I want to keep doing some things like this, uh, some of these subject matters and stuff like that. Uh, I would love to have you to come back and come in and let's dig into some different stuff too that uh you know hopefully we can we can help right some wrongs and some stinking thinking that people have with religion good idea christianity and uh and uh make the world a better place man that's the idea (laughs) all right uh thank you really i appreciate you yeah no thank you for having me on absolutely all right uh let's see if we can get old uh baby billy to take us out of here all right later See you guys. There will come a payday, hallelujah, what a payday. There will come a payday someday, someday. There will come a payday, hallelujah, what a payday. There will come a payday someday.